Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great guest today, we have Xavier Gray. I swear to God, I'm not sure if that's his real name, because it's almost too perfect. Like, it really feels like... I always joke about if I could just pick my own last name, it would be Max Powers, mostly because of the Simpsons reference. But it is not Xavier Gray, the most perfectly sounding, like, you might have made this name up. It's too perfect. Xavier... Like Charles Xavier Gray, like Dream Gray. So basically, I'm telling you is we basically have an X-Man on the show today. Xavier Gray is the man. Um, I, we got connected. We're on the same network of Cortemp Arts Network. I think he, I think I remember a little while back, they gave me a shout out on his wonderful podcast, Geek Gravy. And then I started checking out Geek Gravy, fell in love with it. And I just really liked Xavier. We started talking. He said he'd do the show. Bam. I think we recorded this the day after my birthday, so it was the last month, so it's a little farther back in the backlog. Uh, and it's just a ton of fun. It was just, we hit record, started talking, and then like an hour went by. Uh, we have so much in common. Uh, Xavier's got a lot of high energy, so I think this is a really fun episode. I think him and I are like, I like, I just had coffee, so I was fucking flying, and he's just such an up and upbeat, upbeat dude. Uh, we talk a lot about food, so you might get hungry listening to this episode. Just such a great episode, so make sure you check out his amazing podcast, Geek Gravy. It is on the Core Temp Arts Network, coretemparts.com, and of course on Twitter, at Gray Rayner, L-R-A-Y-N-E-R. You can find all the links for everything on uh, coretemparts.com, and shout out to Xavier for being our amazing guest, and he's a cook, a pastry cook, so like, I mean, how can you not want to just be this person's best friend? Uh, as for me, I want to say I've had a kind of busy time. I've been on a bunch of podcasts, so I'm going to list them all off. I recently did a takeover of uh, Peter from We Got Five's other podcast, Hydrate Level 4, where he reviews a movie. I reviewed the 1979 Muppet movie with my friend John Bristol, who is an actor, writer, director, producer, and puppeteer. I'm also a guest on Shark Dropper. Uh, one of, I fucking love those dudes. Kyle was on the show a while back. He gave me the invite to come on. So check out me on Shark Dropper. And my good buddy Dwight and I just released another episode of, uh, Core Temp Arts Presents TV Ate My Brain. We cover Mr. Robot. We did Mr. Robot's episode seven, eight, and nine. Uh, thank you if you've been listening. Uh, and it's cool because I remember before I started this podcast, more than anything, I just wanted to be on a podcast. And I didn't know how to do that other than starting my own. And all of a sudden, like last week, I was like on three or four episodes in one week. And I was like, damn, pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, let's just get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. The hard, the hard, you never thought that this cock would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid to Bring. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski. So what did you do for your birthday? Oh man, let's see. So yesterday I went, so I took the day off. I took it off the two days off, and then my wife had to work because she has like different vacation hours. Yeah. So I, what did I do? I recorded two podcasts because that's what I find fun. Ooh. And then I went to, I got a latte, and then I played Pokemon Go for like two hours. 
and it was you awesome. are claimed by the bug. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's bad. It's taking but your it, soul. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun because like you know you have to go outside. So I just did like I went. I live in Providence. So I went downtown. I was like trying to be like, what do I not do in the daytime when I'm home at like three? So I went downtown and just like hung out downtown for the day. That's awesome. And then went to dinner and then I'm like a party on Saturday for my family. Oh sweet, sweet, so I'm sweet. Pretty excited. Sweet. And then today I'm off again. So it's just like this is great. I got a three day weekend coming up, so I have a uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you're you're a chef or a cook? I'm a cook. I'm a pastry cook right now. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, bow down, everybody. <laughs> Just say the key word. But so, like, a three day weekend is like a fucking unicorn. For That's you guys. A, it's exactly it's a unicorn for anybody in the industry. So, um, but I was lucky yeah. enough because my boss had taken a three day weekend, so she was like, "Listen, I gotta go to Atlanta go see my boyfriend." So. I'm going to take a three-day weekend, but I'll be awesome enough and give you a three-day weekend since you'll be working doubles while I'm gone. So I'm like, thanks, wow. boss. Like, it's awesome. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, let's see. Saturday, I kind of have to go shopping. Sunday, it's uh, my cousin's baby shower. Ooh. And then Monday, I think I'm recording a double header of uh, Geek Gravy. Geek Gravy. Yeah. So isn't that weird when you get the time off? It's not even like you don't get to do what you want to do. No, 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 no. It's totally work all the time. So that's why I was just yeah. like, oh, everyone at work was just like, oh, you're going to have a three-day weekend. I must be so sick. And I'm like, actually. I'll be busy. I'm going to be completely busy because if it were me, yep. it'd be three days of sleep and Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so how did you become a – because last night I was like um, – I was at this amazing fucking <clears throat> restaurant. And uh, so you'll appreciate this. So it's called El Forno. And they're like, they're like, all right. If you the the way they the waitress explained it is like, if you're gonna order dessert, you gotta let us know it's the entree because everything's handmade mm-hmm. by the patient chef. And I was like, oh boy. So like, you gotta order with your entree. So you knew it's gonna be a good dessert. So of Damn course, right. I had to get the ice cream sundae uh, sandwich, ice cream sandwich sundae. And um, I was like telling my wife, I was like, if I could do it over again, I would just marry a pastry chef. And she's like, excuse me, you did marry a pastry. My wife's like one like an amazing, amazing cook and baker. Yeah. Yeah, but not professionally. And I was like, I got all the benefits because you know how to do all that stuff without actually having to work the hours. Yeah, there you go. Because if she did work so, those hours, my gosh, she'd never see it. Never. <laughs> yeah, never no, I worked. Her. I worked those hours for like six years. I did. I worked retail. I worked in group homes for like six or seven years. Right. So I I did overnights. I've done every shift imaginable. So this last few years has been nine to five. Ah, the blessing. <laughs> yeah, you don't. No one. You don't appreciate it unless you don't do it. Well, I mean, um, I used to work for Yelp. I was working for Yelp for a while, and that was Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 job. And I love my schedule and my hours, to be honest with you. That's the only thing about the job I missed. Other than that, yeah. it was slow fucking torture. Like, slow what torture. What did you do for Yelp? Uh, I did sales for Yelp, and I could sell you shit on a stick. I can also sell you, like, I'm fries buying. off of a bag. Not not problem. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's just, you know, waking up every day and worrying about my accounts. Like, literally, like... Uh, corporate? Yeah, it's just like you wake up with that feeling like, oh my god, my accounts are going to fail today, and then uh, that's sinking, and then it doesn't, and then you just go back to like, that's every day. So an everyday cycle of that, it was just like, no, I need to get back to like what I love, and then that's when it's I got back day. cooking. It's Groundhog's Day. Yes, exactly, yes, nail yeah, on the yeah. head, Chris, <laughs> yes. Cause I, don't, cause I, don't, I don't work for corporate shit or any of that stuff, I can't do it, I can't do that kind of stuff, I need to like, every day has got to be somewhat the same, but way different, like it's got to be like fucking hustle bustle and shit like i need to move i can't sit still so what exactly do you do at work so i'm a case manager for a beaver health company so like travel throughout the state and i meet with clients throughout the day so i like 30 percent of the office i'm in an office like doing like 
paperwork and shit. And, mm-hmm. and what that really means is I'm walking around to everyone's office and talking to them about whatever I like. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other like 60% of the time I meet with clients and like kind of go over goal work and mm-hmm. medication, a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, I, I had no idea what I do. I feel like I do it. A little bit of every little fucking thing that you can imagine, but nothing important. <laughs> well, it's probably important. So, are it's, you working with adults or children? Yeah, yeah adults. Adults. Okay, yeah. with adults with um mental illness and mental uh, substance use disorder. Oh, okay, a lot, a lot of co-occurring. That's pretty common. Okay, it's almost almost anyone you meet with a, any sort of addiction issue is mm-hmm. has some mental health piece. There's a trauma piece, like to, I, to uh, attach to it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about eighty percent, I think they say. Yeah, maybe higher. I feel like I, I also work in a field, so maybe it's different. There's definitely people out there who ju- are just have the addiction gene and no trauma. But right, I was gonna say because a, I, I could think of a, maybe a couple of people that I may or may not know <clears throat> that are uh, <laughs> that may or may not be addicted to substances or may or may not have literally like the luscious life ever, but they yeah. blame it on everything else. So it's just like, oh, okay. Alright. That that person definitely exists. (laughs) You know, there's people who are like struggling because, you know, their mom and their dad abandoned them and they had to raise themselves at 11 and that's why they're addicted. But you're just pissed off because your mom didn't want to give you a pink room. Okay. No. I understand it. Trauma. I don't work with those people. I don't see those people. I work with people who are like, who've been hospitalized. So they're out of the hospital. Yeah. I don't meet any of those, uh, just like, Rich dicks. Oh, <laughs> like, but see, those cool people who are like struggling and going through so many different things in their life, they have you. So they're like, they're just yeah. fresh out the hospital. They have like, this fun and like really exciting, energetic guy. It's yeah, like, there's hey, a lot of us. <laughs> they get like up? a nice little team. And it's, uh, <laughs> people like it. the people come seem to like the people who stick around, get a lot out of it. Yeah, good. And you're helping Being a people. Chef is way cooler. I want to hear about that. Oh. I've wanted to have a, chef, uh, a cook on here for so long. I never have had to because I don't know. Come on. My wife turned me into the food scene in Providence like five or six years ago when I right. met her. Yeah. I w- didn't eat chicken. I was such a picky eater. I didn't eat anything. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was so like fast food and just like pizza burgers. I didn't try new things. I was just so stuck in my way. And now I feel like between her and some friends, I've like kind of become like, gotta try this new thing. Oh, oh my God. There's this new ethnic restaurant. We have to go there. Oh, like, wow. Okay. And All I used right. to, ne- I used to be someone like, I couldn't go to a restaurant if there wasn't a burger on the menu. Oh, like my brother, who is also a super picky eater. His thing is yeah. burgers and chicken fingers. If you don't have a burger, the next thing up is chicken fingers and French fries. All right, cool. And if they don't have here. that. They're just they're just not going. They're not. It's like what what appetizers can I eat then? That's it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I was like that for my for my, forever, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my god, like, I, yeah, like I may not understand half of what's on the menu, but I'm willing to try it. <laughs> I'm willing to try it. Well, see, that's great, because most people, before you were enlightened, as I call it, yeah, you yeah. guys are the worst. You guys are the yeah, worst. Are. Because the people who are married to picky eaters are usually people who are amazing cooks and only get to cook about a quarter of their repertoire. <laughs> and it hurts. Yeah. Well, that was my, my now wife, and I think she said, I just stopped caring what you like and just started making whatever I wanted. <laughs> And that's oh. when I started eating more new foods. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's oh. how I started to do it. So, then, so without 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 leaning on it, my my boyfriend's a picky eater. He's a very very picky eater. He's a very picky. But I have to give him credit. In the last three years, in the last three years, he's opened up his palate. Like my boyfriend doesn't like cook fruit. He hates fruit, most fruit in most fashions. But mm. he'll try things here and there. Um, vegetables. Psst. Oh man, are you kidding? Vegetables is a big no no. Yeah, I was like that too, but I found like, 
if you just, I don't know, I guess it's like if you, you can make almost anything a certain way and it might be tasty. And there's certain things I'm just never going to like and there's nothing I could do about that. Yeah. But then there's things like, but like, yeah, like instead of just fucking like, don't steam broccoli fucking. Saute uh, it with some oil yeah, and garlic. Saute it with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw some flavor in there. Like, like who wants mushy broccoli? Like, that's not like, okay, for, for instance, broccoli. My boyfriend hated broccoli when I first met yeah, him. Yeah, me too. It sucked. I can make him, like, scampy and throw some broccoli on top of it, and he's like, he'll eat it. Same thing with kale. Didn't really like kale, didn't care for it. But yeah. if I, like, scampy it or if I throw some stuff on top of it, kind of hook it up and just don't give it to him, like, a kale salad. Yes. He's all for it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like instead of, like, Oh, you hate broccoli? Well, then stop serving me a thing of mushy broccoli and make it a part of a different meal. Like, what if it's broccoli and squash and zucchini and mushrooms mm-hmm. and chicken or whatever? And then it's just like a part of it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like a, a component of a dish. Don't make it the main yeah. part of the dish, but a component yeah. with a lot of flavor. Like Sauteed cauliflower? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, dude. Yes, yes, I'll yes. I'm murder that now. That's like <laughs> a snack. I'm like, yeah. I remember one time, like, we went to, like, this restaurant, and we got there. My wife's, like, it was vegetarian. It was a vegetarian restaurant, and she didn't tell me that until I got there. And I had, like, a legit, like, panic attack. And then I was like, no, just, just I said, what do. She's like, mm-hmm. she, like, what do you like? Order things you like and ask for the stuff you don't like on it taken off, and you're done. And I ended up getting the soup that, like, blew my fucking mind. Yeah? Yeah. And then I have another friend who's, like, super into ethnic food. So, like, he's always like, we got to try this Ethiopian place. We got to go try pho. We got to try ramen. We got to go try, like, Malaysian food. We got to try every ethnicity, you know. Possible. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And some stuff, Indian food's too spicy for me. I just, it's it's hard. That's a hard one. So you have, a, like, a spice level that you're, like, willing, yeah. like, to, to meet? Like, no, is it any do, level of spice that you can't none, eat? None, ideally. But I'll do very minimal. Minimal spice, minimal heat. All right, let's do it on the salsa. Will, will you pick up the mild or the medium? Which is the least? The mild has no spice to it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm a mild. You're mild all the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, out of preference. <laughs> but, but but I'll do, like, even, like, I do wings or something. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a little hot, I'm okay, but, like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I prefer it, not to, but I will. Yeah, but there's, like, so many other things, like, I firmly believe in, like, uh, jalapenos is a great spice component because jalapenos yeah. have flavor and heat. But the cool mm. thing about jalapeno is if you just scrape out the seeds, you're like instantly and drastically cut out like the heat content of it by like fifty percent. Yeah, it's a good flavoring component, but I just wouldn't eat like yeah, yeah. You would just sit and yeah. And where I went last night, like uh corn was like their thing. They put corn in everything. So I had like a grilled pizza, which uh, you know, tomato sauce, m- moots and probably like a bunch of different cheeses and just corn like fresh picked corn on it. Ah. And the corn added so much sweetness to it. Yeah. It was so so fucking good. It was yeah, just, oh, corn man, on it a was, pizza. I never right. heard of it, but grilled. It was grilled pizza. <laughs> on a grilled pizza? Oh, that yeah. must have been delicious. Like, it was uh, so good. I'm yeah. having it for lunch. It was so good. And the pasta they made, I mean, it was one of the best. It was one of the nicest restaurants. It was amazing, amazing. Do you guys ever come up this way? Because we're, we're a big food city. Oh, really? I actually yeah. never come up to Providence, and I kind of want to come to Providence. Just Such New Yorkers. I just want to eat everything under the sun, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All Providence's now is just, like, keep running into in, in coffee shops and people for, like, dudes and gals from Brooklyn being like, well, it's really cheap here. I should live <laughs> here. No. Like, no. No. Stop. No. Stop them. You stop them now. <laughs> I got kicked out of my old neighborhood, my old apartment, because of that. All the It just turned into that neighborhood. Well, it was like that. Then the landlord sold the house, and the house sold faster for more than they expected. And then it was like, Shit. peace. Yeah, and it's whatever. That's yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like it's like when New Yorkers find like, hey, the rents here is just so cheap. They're like, 
Then you have to tell them something like, "There's ghosts. It's haunted. Um, There's ghosts. We, we have a horrible termite problem, or or something. You'll get murdered. Yeah, you'll get murdered here. <laughs> we don't like newcomers. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my friend Hadass told me she called that the uh, white immigration. <laughs> I was like, it's true, and, and it's super true, and like it is. It, and it all comes down to it's city councils and real estate developers and all that stuff. And it's never the people. It's always the businesses. Yeah. Like, do you ever watch United Shades of America, the W. Kamal show? That no. show on no, oh, actually, man. no. He has an episode where he goes to Portland, which is like 90% white people. Mm-hmm. And there's like a huge thing in Portland where like the banks were just not giving loans to any black people to for small business like they did like a statistical study where like no minorities were given any small business loans and then that's what pushes everyone out that's insane because then how can i even thrive in like this neighborhood if i can't even open up a a business or if you don't even let me open up a business to try you can't open your restaurant or your business but then like a fucking place to cuddle or whatever weird shit they have in portland can open up yeah yeah cuddling places or but but portland also has just like a shit ton of food too you guys like oh i want to go yeah, yeah. i totally want to go like, i just want to go everywhere you know peter from uh we got five uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah my brother dude. peter yeah um he's, he's just, like, always eating good yeah he's always eating good and we're always like talking about like the food that he has it like i'm a i'm obsessed with donuts it's a very healthy obsession yeah me or too unhealthy. We, oh we have a <laughs> we have like a, a gourmet donut place now Oh yeah! Oh, it's good. Oh, I'm not sure if you can see it, but the ears are poking up. Yeah, like you I'm all wait. happy. Like <laughs> they sell out so fast. You got to get there. You got to wait. I know they're gonna move spots pretty soon, but I know it's pretty inspired by like uh, uh, voodoo donuts. Like yeah, so well, yes, they have voodoo donuts, and that's where Peter's telling me to go eat at. And they also have something at Voodoo Donuts called the Homer Simpson. Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, I think it's a life goal to eat a donut that's like exact replica of something off the Simpsons. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, because uh, Matt Groening's from Portland. Wait, repeat that. Matt Groening, the creator of the Simpsons, is from Portland. Oh, he's from Portland. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> a lot of the Simpsons names are names after streets from Portland, like Flanders, Homer, Ho- Homer, Marge, Bart, and Lisa were his family, and I think like Flanders and a bunch of the people were just street names. Damn. Yeah, I, that's awesome I, though. I'm that's epic. quite obsessed with Simpsons. I mean, I'm just learning to like. I used to be obsessed when I was a kid, and then um, I think around certain. I think like <clears throat> I'm gonna say in like the mid 2000s is when I fell off of it. Like things yeah, like yeah. Family Guy like came in, and everything kind of came in. But I also know that those are the seasons of the Simpsons that like were uh, less stellar. I, I don't watch them. I don't watch past season ten really. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know anything after 10, maybe up to like season 13, maybe that's where I fell off. Because the show should have ended like most shows, it just kept going and going and going. It totally should have ended, but like, I don't know what it was, I was watching an episode that was recent, like uh, a couple of weeks ago on Sunday, because you know, like they still have the same time slot, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, Love them for that. Like, six years? Same fucking time slot, guys, yeah. Sunday, like that's awesome. <laughs> so, um... Where to be consistent? Like, um, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, waiting for another show, and we're like flipping through the channels, The Simpsons on, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, as an adult now, like revisiting it, I'm like, was it always this adult? Like, were like these things always yeah. so hidden? Or yeah, always. But um, it was just really like a matter of um, like sitting down and paying attention and just listening to it, like as an adult now, and I'm like, wow, like I kind of want to like start from season one. With a DVD set and then work my way back and just be like, wow, this is really, really adults. <laughs> Do you have the FXX app or channel? Uh, no, no. 
You got to find someone with a cable account that gets FXX, steal their information, and then log it into your TV or your computer, and they have every Simpsons episode ever made on there. Wait, doesn't Netflix have all of the Simpsons on? No, FX bottom. <sighs> oh, saddest face ever. Yeah, Ooh. I know. So they'll never go. Netflix, like someone else, like Seinfeld all went to Hulu. Sign, uh, Simpsons all went to FXX. Ah. So, yeah, yeah, certain shows, Amazon steals stuff. So Netflix gets a lot, but it doesn't get everything now. It's a competition. Damn, man. Yeah, Peter's right. always eating good, though. He always is eating, uh, like, um, pho or pho. I feel like I say it wrong. Pho. 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 Well, it's just weird, because when I go to the place by my house that has it, and I call mm-hmm. it pho, they correct me to pho. But it's really? like a, it's a Cambodian, Laotian Chinese restaurant. <laughs> oh well, so then, well, so I, I think mean, they might know, but I don't know. Everyone says they it's may different. pronounce it differently, but like it's Vietnamese to my knowledge. It's a Vietnamese. Yeah, oh, soup. Vietnamese, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, super Vietnamese, and um, it's like I gone there and been like, oh, can I get a bowl full? And they're like, pho. Yeah, and I've gone to other places <laughs> and been cra- I go, can I have pho? You mean pho? And I go, can I have pho? They go, pho. <laughs> it's like make up your know. mind, guys. Make up. Can I get the soup with the, the soup beef with in it, please? Can I just get extra beef and extra noodles and extra bean sprouts? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like my buddy Nate turned me on to it. We went to this place, uh, town over, and uh, he's like, you're going to love the soup. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, wait, it's just soup with beef and noodle? This is everything I love in one. <laughs> beef noodles. Like, and done. soup. It's soup. Soft. Do you and then I moved, on? and then there's this great fucking Vietnamese place over here, and it has like with uh, Vietnamese, Cambodian, Thai. It's like all the fucking culture, all the Southeast Asian mm, cultures in one restaurant, and it's delicious. so so fucking good. <laughs> I might become a, a real Asian food snob. I don't eat bad Chinese food. I have like two or three places I go, and that's it. I don't fuck around. I don't want anything bad. It has to be like someone from China or someone from Southeast Asia has to also eat there for me yeah, to eat it. To, to eat yeah. it, you're like someone has yeah. to recommend. Like you know what it is. Like I am like. I grew up in the Lower East Side, Manhattan, and uh, I like there's like in. Have you ever been to the Lower East Side? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, in the Lower East Side, there's like half of this part of the Lower East Side where like all the projects and the community stuff yeah. is, and that's all Latin. And then literally like two clicks over and an avenue over, you're in like Chinatown. Yeah. So like I'm used to getting the best of like both Asian food and Spanish food all my life, Ooh. but I've I've learned to like trial and error. So like I'm not scared of walking into a new place and ordering something completely different. Like, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I consider myself pretty much like a connoisseur of Asian foods. Like, oh yeah, I eat it like uh, the way I eat Italian food because like I'm Italian and like my wife's Italian and it's like. But now I'm like, dude, I just eat, like, I eat Asian food at least twice a week now. I fucking love it. I think I find the correlation, because I'm Italian, too. I'm Sicilian. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I find the uh, that we, as a culture, tend to love Asian food, and I think it's because we love pasta, the correlation yep. between noodles, right? And they cre- yeah, because we stole it from them, basically. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like- <laughs> China invented the noodle, and then we, we perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh. Peter's yelling at us right now. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Bastardized my national foods. Like, but um, I think also being Spanish too as well, like being Puerto Rican, there's a double click for Asian because we have like so much rice there as well. Yeah. And I grew up stereotyping my father and my stepfather, who the man who raised me, Um, he's half Puerto Rican, half Asian. He's half uh, Cantonese. So with that, I always had Spanish food and like homemade Chinese food in my house, oh like my on God. a regular basis, bro. Like, yeah. So man, I just thinking about my childhood and that. Oh, what so a good, good man! 
It was so good. He taught me how to cook, and that's where I, I kind of yeah. like developed. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, my palate and my love for food at like the ripe young age of seven. <laughs> my, my one of my my roommates in college was his family. His well, he was he's from Cambodia, but his family's from Cambodia, and mm-hmm. his mom would always bring Cambodian Laotian food up. Mm. Oh my fucking god, it's so good. Mm. I think I've had Cambodian food once, and I went over to my friend V's house. It's and so it's good. good. It's mm. good, and they use a lot of different parts that most people are super squeamish about eating, like shrimps with faces on, and like yeah. different pieces like cow knuckles and like cow hoof and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't care what it is. Don't even describe it to me. Just let me. Don't eat tell it. me to eat it. Yeah, and then tell me what I ate afterwards. Like I'm not squeamish when it comes to food. I eat awful, so I eat heart. I eat liver. I eat like sweetbreads and a bunch of different things. It's just all how it's cooked and how it's presented. You know, is that is that more like from Cambodia? Was that more of necessity? It's just there wasn't as much, so that's why they use those things. Exactly Especially why. With, like the exactly why. Yeah. What's yeah. it called when Pal Pot took over his regime? I wish I knew, I used to know the history, but I don't really know it very well anymore. Yeah, my history on that is kind of like yeah. spot. Sorry, yeah. if anyone's listening wants to explain to us when he made it the year zero and murdered everyone. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, I remember my, my buddy Chan was like telling us one time that his father fought for uh, for Vietnam. Like he fought with the Viet Cong and someone's like, your dad's a fucking traitor against America. And he's like, no, military is different in fucking Cambodia and Laos. Like uh, you join, you don't join, you're in it. It's not America. It's not like you sign up out of pride. It's just like you fight or you're dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, you're born a boy? Well, guess what? <laughs> right? It's like there's no options. I thought that stuff was always fascinating. Yeah. But that thing I hate, like when people are like anti-immigration, I'm always just like, guys, the food. Yeah, guys. <laughs> the guys, dishes. <laughs> uh, do you know what America would probably be like before immigration? No, but, but let's start with America being started on immigration first things first. You mean <laughs> us white? You mean us, us Europeans? <laughs> us Europeans moving on over to this island and taking it from a bunch of other people. But leave it there. You know, and then, you know, us meeting, we had food, introducing corn, and then after that immigration started and all that food started coming over, could you imagine what, like, America food would be like without? It'd probably just be, like, pot roast. It'd be English Mashed potatoes. Food. Boiled potatoes and tasteless. My dad signs English and their food sucked. Yeah? I mean, it's like, it's a stereotype. It's like figgy pudding and unflavored this and just boiled yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no heart. There's no warmth to it. Not no level of real salt and like garlic no. and butters. Like and a t- like- my mom's side's Italian, and it was like the food was the course, but the whole thing was like let's just express our love to each other while we eat. Yes, <laughs> let's yes. express love while we eat. And yeah, yeah. Like, it's more than can- the food; it's like the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's cooking yeah, you with cook your family. It, getting, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The woman or whoever cooks it uh, gets the compliments for the day. Totes. Like, oh, this is amazing! It's like, thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for making this. Never leave. <laughs> and that's how you got married. Like, that's how you get married. Like, yep. I married her because of her Brazil. That Brazil is amazing. I mean, that's... and she has an amazing sense of personality, but, uh. You're not, you know, you're not wrong about that because the Brazil <laughs> is the one thing. Because I saw it in Sopranos. I'm like, what is that? And then she made it. I was like, oh my God, you can make this. And that's when the wheels start ticking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Brajol forever. <laughs> yeah, Brajol every day. And I don't know about you, but uh, I think I find most Italians eat things cold. So Brajol, cold. Yes. Lasagna, cold. Ziti, cold. Manicot, yep. cold. Like, I'll eat it hot, obviously. Like, it's best, like, it's really great when the cheese is all stringy and everything's all, mm. like, fragrant and lovely. But there's nothing like cold pasta, guys. I'm sorry. No, like, the whole, I think that's why they serve so much food. And so you have some for now and some for the next day. Yeah. Is that yeah. why? Because I feel that way about Italian food. Like you always get, like in a restaurant, you get so 
fucking much. Yeah, that's true. But I it's find a- that sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes pasta made in an Italian restaurant the next day doesn't necessarily taste the same as like homemade pasta, like or pasta I made here and then like had yeah. it the next day. It's like the it missed a step and it's congealing. I guess I don't yeah. know. <laughs> pizza, pizza, next day pizza like, is always the best. Always. I did that on purpose. I have I have leftover pizza from last night. I'm having for lunch. I can't even wait. And I'm gonna heat it up in the oven because it's that kind of I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. fucking around with no microwave. I don't want to. I mean, no, who wants have... rubbery pizza? No, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. That's like crimes ever, against pizza. <laughs> have you ever been to Lombardi's in New York? You must have. Uh no, actually, I've never been to Lombardi's. It's, it's the. Yeah, yeah I'm a New Yorker, but I'm not like. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that about everyone I've ever met who grew up in New York is they don't yeah. do any of the stuff that people who go there do. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I think it's because we live here. It's like yeah, but it's the first pizzeria in the country. It's super good. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. It, where is it? It's on, it's in like the little, I guess, little Italy? I don't know. I don't know where it is. Well, I mean, yeah, it probably would probably be in little Italy of all places, but yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can Google search it and check it out. I, I am imagine. a fan of pizza, so. Yeah, oh, I'm obsessed. It's like my dream. It's just to eat all the pizza. <laughs> and all the... Chris is dreaming of slices, so like yeah. his thought bubbles that come up over his head. It's like, Mics and pizza slices, like. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for your your field seems to be one where like people jump around jobs a lot. Like, is that still the case for like chefs? It's just like you don't stay in one restaurant for a long period of time. Well, it depends. Like, um, it's a combination of like your work ethic. It's also a combination of the restaurant. So, some people are like, oh, like if you're bouncing around back and forth, it's probably because you don't know how to work with people, and that's not always the case. It's just like, hey, you know, like I just want to work in a restaurant that's going to respect me. And, like, utilize me and, like, appreciate me for who I am. So that could be the case. But, like, yeah, there is really, fucking really high turnover in my industry. Like, tons of it. It's also, too, like, someone, you know, like, opens a restaurant and they just jump ship and go with them kind of thing. That happens sometimes. But, hey, you know, I've been working at this restaurant for, like, three years and I'm up for promotion for Shoe Chef. But my best friend just opened up a restaurant and he wants me to be his executive chef, so I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you wish them the best, and you hope that that restaurant, like, succeeds and everything works out great, because you probably could have just, like, climbed the ranks normally and became a sous chef and, like, learned things before you became a head chef, like... Yeah. This is an industry that you really can't skip positions, like, you really need to take each position seriously and learn from them. You gotta start as a dishwasher, work your way up. I never got past dishwasher. Yeah, dishwasher, I did it all, dude. Front house, back house, I was a waiter, bartender, I'd done it all in the food industry. Yeah, you must have cleaned up when you were a fucking bartender waiter. With oh, your personality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to make the, the money, man. Oh, yeah. it was great. I stopped bartending only because of, like, the schedule. Like, yeah, wouldn't be able to podcast. Wouldn't be able to do anything, man. Couldn't at live. All. Yeah, no. I'd be asleep all day and then up all night. Drinking. <laughs> yeah, like, and my liver fucking hated me for those three years. My liver yeah. hated me, man. <laughs> so, yeah. How does how does a uh, cool chef guy also podcast? How did Geek Gravy come to be? Oh, okay. So Geek Gravy started off as a, uh, it started off as a food and geek culture podcast. If you believe it or not. Uh, it started off with a, an idea because I was, I'm a big fan of TPTL or talking, um, that pop, this life. Oh yeah. Um, big show on our network guys. If you don't know what they are, check them out, please. Um, and, uh, I'm a big fan of them and it just started with me like putting in like a lot of like feedback every week and just like chatting back and forth with the girls and like, and then when they built that Quentin Parts of Facebook group, we just had having more conversation. And then 
do a lot more conversation. I wanted to open up a show about geek culture and talk about things like that. Plus, I was also just sending a bunch of geeky stuff to Carly, and Carly's like, I can't cover that on my show, man. Like, <laughs> like I can't. I really can't, because, like, people are going to be confused. So she's like, well, you have a bunch of great ideas. Why don't you just start your own show? And that's how that kind of Damn, started. what can't she do? <laughs> that's so sweet. Carly's amazing. She's amazing, yeah. man. She really is. She really is. Is she someone you knew in real life or just from the internet? Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I've known Carly since uh, I was a kid. Um, Carly and, all right, so Cynthia is my cousin. Oh, no way. Yeah, Cynthia is my cousin. Cynthia's my cousin. She's, like, my favorite cousin, actually. She, like, was Ooh. always there for me and, like, yeah. always, like... She helped rear this awesomeness. She planted the seed, you guys. She totally yeah. did. So, like, all of this sitting in front of you, thank Cynthia for it. <laughs> thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> and um, from there, Cynthia used to take me to this after-school center called, um, oh, God, New Life. New Life. It was in the neighborhood on Lower East Side. And I went there, and there was, like, the small little theater program that they were kind of starting. And Carly and her were kind of, like, directors for it. So I did a play and, uh, we rehearsed a couple of lines and did a lot of things with, uh, Carly and Carly was like directing this, uh, projection called the Philadelphia. And, uh, it was fun and that's when I met Carly and, uh, Carly and Cynthia, as you know, are like best friends and they, they were like raised together and stuff like that. So, you know, oh. I was lucky enough to have that, that inside foot into the courts and parts network, you guys. Well, it <laughs> seems to be kind of growing pretty quick too, which is I fucking know. pretty rad. I know, that's awesome, dude. Like, at first it was just kind of like her, we got five, and then you came along, and the Yeah, I bought, I bought her. I was like, can I join your network? Well, I knew Peter, so, and that's how I found we got five. Ah, okay. Then, Did you know Peter yeah. from, like, uh, Hydrate Level 5? Yeah, yeah. I okay. was on his show, and then he was on my show, like, a year ago, maybe a year and a half. I forgot. I think we were talking about Flash on Twitter. That's how we kind of met originally. Oh, really? I have to yeah. A, see that episode. I have to, yeah. I definitely have to see that episode. Like, and be me. The Flash is awesome. <laughs> I think, what did we do? I did like an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie on his podcast because I was like, I really want to do something animated. And I think yeah. I was trying to do Simpsons movie, but I think he wanted to say that for his son at the time. And then we, he's like, what else do you like? He's like, I used to love, and I had not seen Alvin and the Chipmunks in years. It did not really hold up. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. man. No. Oh. No. Oh, you talking about the newest one with like the CGI? No, no, I'm talking about like the hot air balloon around the world animated 1990 something one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Chris, you threw it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not good at talking about film. I think that's why I don't really, and rightfully so, I shouldn't be invited on too many film podcasts because I just, I can't stay on track. And discussing a film? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I can talk about a TV show for hours, but a film, I just a little bit like, I don't know. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is it the format? Maybe, I don't know. I always think they're too long to watch, but then I'll watch ah. like two or three hours of like one TV show. So <laughs> I guess it's the intro song and the outro song that save you. Like it gives your brain like that 30 seconds rest that allows like you to get be up. like, all right, I can take out the next episode. Yeah. Let's do this. Like, I can get up for like a few minutes, but if I'm, I'm in a theater, I can watch a movie, but at home I won't. Yeah. I just almost never watch movies at home because I'm like, oh. my wife is one of those got to finish everything you start. And I'm like, I don't know. I want to start something in 10 minutes into it, give up and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? You nah, still don't even, watch Game of Thrones, not right? Not a little. I don't, ugh. I don't hate it. I just hear so much about it because of my family. It's annoying. Well, so, that, and it's probably all spoiled for you at this point. I don't really understand it. Oh, then good. You're lucky. So yeah. none of it's spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I know there's like dragons and magic or something, and mm -hmm. 
I don't really get it. And um, I, I'm sure you know what. I think it's important in life to get to a point where you can just be like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. So I acknowledge it's a great piece of art. It's just not for me. Yeah, no, that totally, totally. Or yeah. even then, sometimes it's even a more a mark of maturity when you can realize that you love bad TV and you still oh, stick yeah. by it. Like, yeah, no, yeah. this is a horrible show, and yeah, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I love bad <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like bad TV. I like sometimes bad music. Bad oh bands. yeah, I love like, pop music. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not bad. It's pop music. Yeah. I just like Kesha's like this... not good, but I like her. <laughs> you said Kesha? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a well constructed song. It's not like. Good lyrically, but there's something about or Miley. Ah, Miley might be actually pretty considered pretty good. Well, it's a guilty pleasure of mine, I guess, but not so guilty because I don't care anymore. But yeah, yeah I, like like I, I like her. I did some the Miley son. Like yeah. a party in the USA is my yeah. jam. Like. I'm not gonna buy. Well, the thing is too, like it changed. Like I don't buy music anymore, so like I listen to the my favorite band the same way I listen to Miley. So I don't see a difference of watching a YouTube video of Miley Cyrus or like Boys It's Fire. So it's like the exact same thing. Good band. <laughs> yeah, it was like I don't know what's I don't what's the difference. It's the same yeah. thing. I mean, I have but, Spotify, so Spotify. Yeah, me way, too. Like, I Spotify everything. Yeah, I listen to the albums that way. Like, yeah. Well, I yeah. just got a record player for my birthday, so now I'm gonna get records again. I'm kind of <sighs> excited. Oh, you know they're I re-releasing won't. a lot of great albums, like, like from everything. Like, yeah, on albums again, on on actual physical albums. So like, yeah. you can get like things like Coheed and Cambria. You can get a Ooh. whole bunch of bands like yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was at Newberry Comics yesterday before I got it, and I didn't know, and there's a few things I wanted to buy. I've been for like a year, I've been looking at it, like, I should buy one, and then I'm really bad at buying stuff. Like, I don't like to buy things, but I like to, <laughs> I like going out to eat. Uh, I guess they call it like experiential spending more. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. So I'm not going to buy like anything buying for things my house. Either. Yeah. yeah. But I'll I won't spend buy money stuff, but dinner. I'll eat. I'll definitely yeah. eat where it, uh, like, or if I didn't go out to dinner three times, I could buy a nice TV, but I didn't yeah. go out to dinner three times. <laughs> I think I had this conversation with Carly once about like the like the eighty dollars steak versus like the two forty dollars steaks, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll take the two forty dollars steak experience, but if you're telling me that there's a steak on the menu that's eighty dollars and it's fucking amazing, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Sign me yeah. up for the eighty dollars steak, and Carly's just like an eighty dollars steak, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think the most I probably got steak is like sixty, seventy. Sixty or seventy? Yeah. Oh man. Kind of expensive. I that particular I spe- steak, I didn't think was worth it. I thought it was overpriced. I think I went with the boyfriend to a steakhouse for our anniversary once, and um, we got I got a ribeye. He got I got a ribeye, and I think he got a New York strip. But I yeah. got a ribeye that was double thick, and it was like, like nine and a half ounces, ten ounces of was like just solid. Oh man, my bill yeah. came out to like two something, but it was so worth it, bro. Yeah. Oh. Well, and New York too is also that's probably like so that's probably like one fifty anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. New York restaurants <laughs> are way more expensive. And then it was in it was in Union Square, so like yeah. you pay you're paying for their rent as well. And yeah, New York <laughs> restaurants are weird. It's kind of now it's more hit or miss because there's a lot of shitty places in New York. A lot of great yeah. places, but you gotta kind of yeah. look for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the, the there's a lot of shitty places in New York City, and it's weird. But I'll still eat there. I don't get it. Like I'll eat there too. Like it's weird. Like like I'm not the I don't advocate dollar pizza like as like the best pizza in the fucking world. But dollar pizza ain't bad, you guys. Like at the right moment, it's fucking everything. Yeah, especially when you're drunk, three thirty in the morning, get yeah, out the bar. It's just, like it's there. <laughs> yeah, the best pizza in the world. <laughs> one of the best steaks I ever had. I went to uh, the old Homestead, which is the f- oldest steakhouse in the country in New York. Mm-hmm. It's actually across from Chelsea Market. I went okay. there for my bachelor party, so I didn't pay for that flight, but I don't think it was cheap. 
It was, <laughs> it was so good. But you know, it's weird. Last night when I went out for my birthday dinner, I was like, um, I did this weird thing where I was like, it's your birthday, so you can go out and go crazy. But I was also like, I want to feel better. I don't want to feel like death tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted all these things. So I ended up deciding I took one little thing of all of my favorite food groups. So I did oysters, grilled pizza, pasta, and then the dessert, which was the ice cream sandwich. And then mm-hmm. we just split it all. I mean, it, it, we spent under 100 in a restaurant where spending 100 you could do without a blink of an eye. Yeah. So for us, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys, she eats oysters too? Oh, yeah. So you guys she, shared everything. That's every good. little thing. We got six. O- awesome. Oysters were expensive, though. They were three of bucks course. an oyster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, actually, I just, I've seen worse than that. I've seen yeah. way worse than that. Like $8 yeah. an oyster, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and they were local oysters. They were great. And mm. I love, I fucking love oysters. Yeah, first, oysters. Oh, man, I fucking love oysters. <laughs> I eat oysters. I just need a lot of, like, accoutrements. I need like a bunch of like I've had it with like whole seed mustard. I've had I've had crazy vinaigrettes on top of it. I've had um let's see. I I still like lemon, lemon zest and like yeah. nothing beats Tabasco. Like or just mm. horseradish and lemon. Oh man, yes. Oh. Have you ever done oysters Rockefeller? Which was a Rockefeller? Is it like they like cook them? I guess, so when I went to a restaurant in Newport, they told me it was like a really old classic dish that's making a comeback. Which how you know how food always works. It's whatever the port, yeah. whatever the servants ate a hundred years ago is now what the rich people eat now. And then they charge you thousands of dollars. Yep, for them. Yes, like lobster yes, yes, used yes. to be like for the servants, and now it's like real expensive. But creme de la creme. Yeah, yeah. I forget. So they like cook it. There's stuff on top. I'm the worst person for this, but I'm, they were really good. I'm a chef. I should know this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should know. I don't know how popular. Is I don't know how popular a dish it is, and like you know. We're, we're big seafood steaks. It's Rhode Island. Yeah. So like, yeah, our totally. oysters are coming from the bay. Like, there's a restaurant we just went to by the beach, uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we had a state holiday and they're like, oh, we have our own oyster farm. It's literally right behind you. And it's like, yes. Word? Can I go see my oysters? Yeah, can, can I, I pick, pick my oysters? That's, <laughs> that's Jeffrey. No, that's Peter <laughs> and that's Devin. <laughs> I want that one right there, the one that's looking at me bad. That yeah. one giving me the nasty look, the stinky eye. Which one's throwing the shade? One. I want to throw some shade at that oyster. <laughs> I want to eat that motherfucker. Let me eat that just motherfucker like, right there. Just scream out, let's ride! And then let's, eat it. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait, how's he do it? Let's ride! Or, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. ride! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Poor Dev, I feel like everyone just, he's the easiest one to shit on. Cause he's, <laughs> he has just the worst taste in everything. I love I it. don't know. Guys, honestly, I don't roast Devin. Like, it, it sounds like I'm roasting him. Like, I love Devin. I, I think love all his choices. Him. I love all his choices and things, guys. Like, people are like, no. oh, you have the worst taste in movies. And I'm like, no, that's actually, like, I don't agree. I don't like this specific movie, but I like your uh, point of view on why you like it. I'm like, that is, there you go, Dev. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you like the worst movies? That's good, Poppy. You love those bad movies. It's funny, <laughs> Peter's such, like, a film snob. And, like, exactly. And knows everything. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he's not reading notes. He's like, this is the 1987 version of director so and so. So Devin's like, never saw it. <laughs> Let's ride. That's kind of how I am. Like, yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> I don't see most movies. But it's great. They're dynamic too. It's like, it's, it's interesting too because of that. Like, one's of like super film style. The other one's just like, I like Back to the Future. I, I like all the bad remakes of movies and, and like, well, I'm trying to think of what was the most recent one that he thought was. They argue about Home Alone a lot. Oh yes, that's what it was. That Home Alone three was like the best out of all of them. Oh, 
Like, so I think how? sometimes it's just, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we're talking about uh, the great podcast We Got Five. In case anyone's yes. wondering. But, in uh, case yeah, you guys are wondering. I, sometimes I feel like some people are saying that shit to get a rise out of you. But, like, all right, you can't argue that Homophone 3 is the best because it doesn't even have any of the same actors. It's no, not even I the same movie. It's, the best. it's not the same movie at all. Totally not at all. But Devin is so convinced that I'm like, yes, Bobby, you, you ride that one. Bye. I just yes. think you never saw the first two. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this problem where I, like, I'll, I can get in that argument and then be like, I was arguing with someone about Ghostbusters 2 being a great movie the other day. And then it mm-hmm. turned out that I was thinking of Ghostbusters 1. So, oh. I don't know if I ever saw Ghostbusters oh. 2. <laughs> so I'm not worst person. I don't think I've person. ever seen it either. No. I don't no, even no. know. I'm like, no, that movie's great. And I explained the plot. They're like, that's the first one. It's like, no, that's oh. the second one. I'm like, no. Oh, okay. You're talking about Never the mind. one with the guy and the painting and Sigourney Weaver as... Uh, is that the first one? That is the first one, yeah. Yeah, with that's Sigourney a great Weaver movie. as the gatekeeper and... Yeah. Yeah, that's. I always thought that was the second one, and I thought the second was the first. I don't ever remember watching the second movie. To be honest with you, everyone says it's too. terrible, but I thought people liked it because Ghostbusters fans apparently are the worst people in the world. <laughs> oh, they are apparently, and don't even get me started on like what they did with that reboot. I haven't uh, watched it yet. I mean, I, I wasn't going to see the reboot for any other reason than I just don't go to the movies that often. <laughs> right. But these original, like, Ghostbuster fans were like, oh, I can't watch it. You guys ruined it my childhood. But, like, like, your childhood what? was already ruined. Fucking exactly. Ruined so you mean, like, Leslie Jones and adding, by the way, by the way, it's not like they just picked any random, like, set of girls. The best four comedic actresses women. in the world. Yes. Yes, Kate McKinnon. guys. Kate fucking McKinnon, guys. Kirsten Wig. Yeah. You guys, if you guys don't watch SNL, like, yeah, you obviously don't know who these women are. These were the people who were upset. Because people who knew who these people were were, like, excited about it. Well, I actually heard it kind of fell flat, and it wasn't as funny as it should be. Oh, as comparative to the first Ghostbusters movie? No, to them as actresses. Like, they're good actors. Oh, really? Because I love Spy. Like, I love Melissa McCarthy, but she's kind of got the Will Ferrell thing going where it's hit or miss. So her, some of her movies are fucking brilliant and they're amazing and some of them are just pieces of garbage. Uh, like, uh, The Boss and Tammy and that stuff is just not good. And that's okay, but Bridesmaid is fantastic and Spy right. fucking blew Bridesmaid. my mind. I the haven't heat. watched Spy yet. I want to. Dude, Spy is great. The Heat is hilarious. Like, she's a great actor. I like actress. Identity Theft. Identity Theft yeah. is awesome. I didn't see that, but like, so I think like this movie was like, you have these four great, I, I bet what happened was all that stuff, the studio kind of came in and made him like take out all the extreme stuff. Yeah, that was probably really funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe not. I love. I think everyone in that movie is talented. I love Paul Feig. I love, I love it. But, I mean, I also didn't see it, and I, yeah. I, I, I will. I just didn't. Yeah, I will too. I just haven't at all yet. Yeah, we talked about Netflix or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Chef Life. Yeah, I'll blame it on my Chef Life. Hashtag yeah. Chef Life. I can't go to movies. Chef life. Yeah, I don't know. There's. What is it? I think we saw Star Trek instead of Ghostbusters. Oh, dude, you got to go see Star Trek? Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot, and then my wife's uncle told me it was bad, and then I was like, no, he's like, there's no plot. I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. Huh. So, it's really good, it's really fun, it's not memorable. Like, you'll go home the next day and be like, oh, yeah, I saw Star Trek. <laughs> and be like, oh, so what was your favorite part? And you'd be like, oh. The action mm. sequence. <laughs> so there wasn't a whole lot of story, but I still, like, I liked it, it was really fun, but I would wait to see it. It wasn't memorable at like the very first Star Trek movie, the the J.J. Abrams one that he did was like... Yes. Right. And then the next two are a little... Eh. Second did one... You ever, uh, did you ever see any of the original ones? No, God, no. I don't do Star Trek. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I actually didn't like sci-fi at all. I still don't. I'm not really a big sci-fi. Not a big fan of sci-fi? 
Not yeah. anti. My wife is the sci-fi one, so it's funny. My friend, I had a friend come was visiting one time, and he's going through my Netflix. He's like, "Hey, Reb, man, I didn't know you like all these shows: Star Trek, Firefly, blah blah blah, Doctor Who. Besides Firefly, like those are all Victoria." <laughs> Wow, she likes all the shows I like. Yeah, yeah, she's, she doesn't like podcasts. She doesn't like to be on podcasts, but she loves sci-fi. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, your wife sounds like someone I'd love to sit down and talk about, or yeah. she'd be a great guest on Geek Gravy. I know. She, she doesn't, doesn't like it. She doesn't like them. She doesn't mind them. She doesn't do them. But yeah, she, oh, she loves all that Doctor Who, all that stuff. And I'm just yeah, like, that's awesome. That's all stuff I'm, I'm, I can't wait to cover on the show, honestly. Like, I really just want to cover all of these amazing, like, little facets of, like, sci-fi. Cause, like, like, not everybody likes the same kinds of genre of sci-fi, and I feel like yeah. if I can get them all together on one show, people would be able to, like, vibe and learn from one another, maybe pick up other genres of sci-fi, and then, like, like my, my goal is to convert as many people into Chuckies as humanly possible. That's my goal right now. Are you going to watch the new one? Yes, I am. I'm forced yeah. to watch it, even though I already don't like a lot of the press release information on it. Like, yeah, I'm like, I went, oh. I went to Comic-Con last year. In, in, in Rhode Island, and they had a panel with a bunch of the original Star Trek people on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even watch Star Trek, and it, it was really fun. Like Victoria was, oh, that's like, awesome. was freaking out. So you guys went to Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, I go to uh, the Providence one. New York you can't oh. get into anymore. You can't get into. I think yeah, I might try get to get tickets. into. I think I get tickets over there. Hey, I might yeah. get tickets over there. We might meet. meet yeah, if you do, let me know. Brother. We'll get some. Because <laughs> those are it's it's pretty cool. It's uh it's it got a lot bigger. Uh, they had some kerfuffle like two years ago. The year I didn't go, they oversold the tickets, but then now they've expanded it. And it's cool because you can actually leave and come back. I don't know about other Comic-Cons they allow you to do that, but I, I I like that. They used to let us do that. I mean, you can still kind of do that, but you have to now wait online. But back in the day, if you left, you walk out of a certain en- ex- exit, and you can come back in with that same exit. So as long as you had your pass, because you can scan it, oh, yeah. and they let you know if you've been scanned already. Now people are like, if you leave Comic-Con... That's it. And it's like really. Oh but- yeah, we like walk out, yeah. get dinner because I don't want to eat in the convention center because it's going to be shitty food. Go to a really good burger joint and then yeah. walk back and then hang. You know how many people I see eating in a convention center and I'm like, what are you doing? You're spending thirteen dollars. Like the fries in New York City and like the Jacob Javits Center are like eleven bucks. Yep, twelve bucks for fries, dude. For just fries. And, and <laughs> it's not good nutrition either, so it's like yeah. yeah. Nah, and then your burger, and then all together you're looking at like 20 to 30 bucks just for like burgers, fries, and a drink. And like you're kicking yourself, like, cause it's not even that good. It's not even that good! Like, you don't have any options, oh. and when you're in there, it's like you're fucked. Cause you can't God, go anywhere. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Jacob Javits before? No, never. It's huge, dude. It's right by the water. It's huge. You I got a long walk a to food. Yeah. yeah. You got a long walk to food. The closest thing that has anything food next to it would be like the McDonald's. And that McDonald's is always packed. Yep. Always. Always, because there's always a convention happening. Yeah, yeah. My in-laws live in Jersey, so I, every time I, I'm always like, let's go to New York, let's go to New York, let's go to New York, let's go to New York. <laughs> so they're like bridge and tunnel folk. And then I've, I've been to New York a ton before that, like friends and stuff. So I, I, I really, I'm not saying anything new. Uh, New York is great. <laughs> First one to say that. <laughs> First one, he's planting the flag. Where in New York are you? Uh, I'm currently in the Bronx. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm. We used to... I work at a camp. We used to pick up this kid in Riverdale, and Riverdale ah. is very nice. Mm-hmm. Riverdale's nice. Riverdale's nice. I don't necessarily live in the next part of the Bronx, but Riverdale's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> is it the Bronx or the Bronx? It's it's the Bronx, the Bronx. technically. Okay. Yes. The Bronx, but you know, the Bronx suffices. <laughs> oh, awesome! Uh, we start wrapping it up. Um, did we miss anything? I know we both love 
Nickelodeon and all that same stuff everyone our age loves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have like the Hey Arnold, the Rugrats. We have that in common, which is great and awesome. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that stuff. And yeah, it's animated. all coming back. Did you read? I read yesterday they're making a Rocco's Modern Life movie. What? Yeah, for Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, wait, it's like animated, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I was wondering if they're going to do some kind of CGI versus live action oh, like, thing. Kind of like what they did with Alvin and the Chipmunks, which yeah, is wrong. Which sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, would you watch it? Are you excited for it? No. No, right? I never really liked Rocco's Modern Life as a kid. I always <gasps> thought it was kind of weird. Really? I always, it was ah, too weird for me. Great show. Great show. But I, I kind haven't of, seen it in years, so maybe I would like it again. Check it out. It might, if, it might, it might if, tickle if, your fancy, my friend. If I'm able to watch it, I will, but I'm, I don't have Nickelodeon. Ah. But I would ah. totally watch it. I would, I'd watch it. I remember, maybe it's a show I like now, cause I would get the jokes. Mm-hmm. Cause it was really fucking dirty and adult. Uh, well, yeah. Kind of like, kind of like undertones of it, like Red and Stimpy. But yeah, Red yeah. and Stimpy was a little bit more in your face with it. Just yeah. a little bit more. Remember like, like I, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Man and you look into his nipples of the future and like weird shit like that? Oh my god. Actually, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like an episode they got lost in the mall and all of a sudden Rocco just starts nose started bleeding. It was like, <laughs> it was a weird show. Oh, maybe um, like how, did, how did you feel about Doug growing up? I loved it and then I tried to watch it again and it wasn't for me. Really? I've always thought that it would be great if me they too. kind of... If they, like, retouched it, and, like, what if Doug was, like, a 35-year-old man? Wait, which he one? aged with us. Like, if Doug was, like, a 35-year-old man and aged with us. So, like, you, uh, we we do a movie, and we cut to his life, and it's, like, 2015, 2016 in his lifetime, too. And him and Patty Mayonnaise are probably divorced and have three kids. And Porkchop's dead. And, oh, my God, no, but Porkchop would totally be dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, did you ever see the bad ABC version when it left Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah, I used to watch it on, um, Me on Channel 7 all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that version. I would do the Nickelodeon version. Yeah. I kind of like, I like both. Honestly. Yeah, I remember actually really liking both, but I think the Nickelodeon like was the better version. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. So uh, where can people find you online? Oh, well, if you want to find me, you can definitely find me on Twitter at, uh, well, you can find me at Twitter on uh, Grey Rainer. At Grey Rainer, or you can find the show at Geek Gravy Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can definitely check us out on the Core Tim Parts uh, podcast group. Uh, just ask for Carly for some permission, log on in, and get on. And you can definitely like talk to us on there, me and Elmo. Yeah, we're on that way too much. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah, like, you go back and there's like 47 messages. I'm like, I don't have time for this, guys. I'm not. Oh get this. man, yo! But it's and good we're all too in because time zones. Yeah, we're all in different time zones, but it's great because I feel like our group are. It's a great group, guys. If you're if you're listening and you and you want to like keep in touch with like current events and news and pop culture and just food. things that we find and food. Go there, guys, because like I feel like that's like I, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't really want to watch the news anymore. I have Facebook, I have Twitter, and then we have our groups that keep me yeah. like current on things, like the need to know. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, have a good one. Awesome sauce. Thanks, big guy. Hey, everybody! Don't turn off the podcast just yet. This is Mike San Gregorio from the Sketch Provcast. On October 22nd at the Hackensack Cultural Arts Center in Hackensack, New Jersey, we're going to be filming our first original web series, Sketchprov Live. Tickets are $10 at the door if you're going to be in town that night, but we also need your help. We just launched a Kickstarter to help raise money for a modest budget 
It's going to really up the quality of the show and give you, our audience, the best possible show that we can produce. Details are on sketchprov.com right now, so log on and find out how you can help us out. And a big thanks to all the shows here on CoreTempArts.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to all of them. Woo! I am pumped. Let's do this.